listening to KZAA LP Santa Barbara 96.5 FM Gaza. Yo, what up? Do we got North Carolina on the line right now or what? That we do. How you doing, man? Dang, that's what's up right there. The 919 to the West Coast, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> Are you like near the coast? Uh, I'm like two hours-ish from the beach. I'm, uh, I'm about probably an hour from the center of the state, an hour from the beach. Okay, that's close enough. So we can we're coast to coast basically right now. Absolutely, <laughs> worldwide. That's what's up. Um, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Can't really complain. Right on. Glad right to hear on. You're doing well. Thanks, man. Thank you. Um, okay, real quick, let me let the listeners know what's going on. So, what's up to everybody listening live on the radio? Uh, you're listening to KZAA 96.5 FM. And what's up to everyone listening on whatever streaming platform you're listening on? Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. Uh, you just heard a dope playlist of bangers. That was a good one. Uh, that playlist was made by uh, Jordy of Fading Signal, um, who we're talking to right now. Uh, for those of you listening, um, streaming this episode, that playlist will will start right after the interview is over, um, and I've already recorded the sound clip so you know which bands and which songs they are. Um, but yeah, we are joined by Jordan Holland, who is the front man of the band Fading Signal out of North Carolina. Um, where exactly are you calling us from right now? Uh, I'm calling you from Micro, North Carolina. It's a little little town in the middle of nowhere. That's where the best hardcore comes from, man. I guess, I guess so. <laughs> a little town in the middle of nowhere. Damn, I thought you. Hang so up. you're so you're not bouncing anyone out of the club right now. <laughs> not tonight, no. <laughs> all right, all right. That's what's up. Um, so yeah, well, I just want to say, which I'm sure I'll say many times, uh, which I've been saying since the show started is fading signal is is my favorite band in hardcore right now um and so i'm super stoked to have you on the show and you know love bert and safe inside so um it's really really cool to have you on thank you yeah thank you man that really that means more to me than i can even express thank you so much for having me on this is this is awesome for sure is this your first time on the radio uh yep it's my first time on the radio i uh I've been on a podcast before. Uh, I did the first episode of the To Live Alive podcast, but it was more of a like everyone sits around and listens to listens to music and talks about it kind of thing. Not not really this kind of format. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um, well, I'm glad to have you on your for your first radio experience. <laughs> um, I'm glad to be here, man. For sure. Okay, so let's talk about this playlist real quick. Um, let's go. I love to. I love to have whoever I'm interviewing, put together a playlist. Um, if they want to, most people are down. Um, some bands, if they're like, kind of like goat bands, I'll play their discography, you know, like, but, um, 
So I always love to just see the playlist and your playlist was so good. And then when I listen to it, like when I play it, I always get people texting me or like, you know, people are listening or I'm like, oh, this like all goes so well together. So first of all, shout out to Ceremony. Um, I love that. Absolutely. You, I love that you put Ceremony on there. I love that you put Roner Park on there from that record um, in the cave in song. Yeah, there was that's a good song. I don't know if I've ever even heard that, but he just kept saying the reality check is in the mail. <laughs> That's that song is so crazy. I think that's my favorite Kevin song. The the chorus is just so massive. Yeah, no, definitely that's great song. Um, but break down. Tell me about Alan Jackson, man. Let me know what's up right now. <laughs> uh, Alan Jackson's just the goat, man. Like he's of like the '90s, early 2000s, like country artist. He just there's something about the way he puts together songs and the way he he writes like that song uh that i had on the playlist midnight in montgomery is um the story of the song is like him being in montgomery alabama and going to visit um hank williams senior's grave and his ghost coming to visit him it's it which is just insane <laughs> yeah like it's so good and uh i love alan jackson i think he even if you don't like country music i think if you like music you should at least check out Alan Jackson's hits. The man is untouchable. For sure. No, I was vibing with the song, no doubt. My mom was a was an Alan Jackson fan. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Hank Williams Jr. just played out here in California, like, not that long ago. So That's so sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he played, like, some giant arena um, in, like, as, Central as California. Yeah, 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 in, like, Central California. Um, right on. So is Alan – like, do you listen to other country, too? Oh, I listened to a massive amount of country. It's what I, it was the first music I ever loved. Like the first song I learned to sing when I was like a small, small child was an Alan Jackson song. And my parents brought me up listening to country music and it's everyone in Fading Signal likes country music. Like it's one of the things that we, that we all kind of collectively agree on. For some reason it's that and uh, Life of Agony are the, <laughs> the thing we can all meet in the middle on. Um, but yeah. Alan Jackson, George Strait, uh, Hank Williams Jr. and Sr., um, even older stuff. Like on the on the new EP, the sample at the beginning is an Eddie Arnold song. Um, I think country music is amazing, and uh, I don't know why people hate on it so much, but it's, it is what it is. Yeah, no, thanks for thanks for sharing that. I I, d I definitely don't like hate on it, but I'm not. I I have never really listened to it, but that's super cool that everyone in fading signal likes it and you know mad respect to you that's super awesome hell yeah i walk around singing that sample like all day long i've been singing i like for like weeks i'm just like i'm sending you a big bouquet of rose <laughs> just like, that 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 song is so heartbreaking and <laughs> i mean naturally it it fits and we're yeah. in the we're in the studio and i suggested using it and we almost didn't because uh, me and Bailey that plays guitar in Fading Signal are in like a prayer for cleansing type metalcore band. And he was like, oh, I wanted to use that for the Flames LP. And I was like, yeah, well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it's perfect. It's a great way to start the EP. It's yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. That was one of the things that caught my attention when I first started listening to Fading Signal was the the sample at the end of Nothing Feels Good Anymore. And then that one, I thought they were I thought that was really cool. The commuter sample, yeah. We uh, 
I had I had originally just ripped the lyrics from that song, uh, just because I'd been watching Karate Kid and Cobra Kai, and I <laughs> yeah. forgot how good that song is. And we needed we needed lyrics for the end part, and I was like, I can just use the lyrics from this song. And I was like, wait a minute, why don't we just use the sample too? <laughs> it's so fitting, yeah. The lyrics are so fitting, and then the sample. It's so funny because again, like my at my work, like I just been like, young hearts be fast, <laughs> you know. Like, and then my my coworker was like. He's like, what song are you singing? And I was like, oh, this band used it as a sample. And he's like, and I was like, I know it's like a rate. He's like, yeah, dude, that's the song from Karate Kid. And I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't even like put that together. Yep. That's super cool. Um, okay, so if if you don't mind, if, if you want to kind of just like what's what's new with uh, Fading Signal right now, like I know the new EP dropped uh, recently and – like if you have any upcoming shows or kind of just like an update on what's going on with the band right now. Uh, yeah, we have a few shows coming up. Um, we're, we're supposed to have a show next week with, uh, eyes wide shut and no longer at ease and rapid fire who are all, uh, North Carolina bands, a bunch of friends. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to happen cause you know, COVID's going kind of crazy right now. Yeah. Um, but other than that, we're, uh, we're playing with pummel peace test and gum in February in Richmond. Uh, and then in March, we're playing with Drain, Pain of Truth, Ingrown, and Downfall. And we also have uh, we have other plans for March that I can't really talk about yet. For but, sure, uh, we got we we have some stuff coming up. We're uh, we're writing for an LP right now uh, that will also be with Safe Inside Records. Um, we have about half of it written. It's going to be two songs from the the most recent EP, and then a bunch of new stuff. Um, other than that, we're just, you know, practicing, writing, brainstorming ideas for, for the coming year and, and the future. So that's what's up, man. That's uh those are some cool shows. Shout out to Pummel. Pummel's awesome. Um, and Richmond, Richmond, Har- Rich- Richmond in general and Richmond hardcore and, uh, made some friends from there through the show and stuff. And, um, for sure, man, dude, and drain and, and that's, that'll be so sick. And dude, I think like ingrown is, I mean, I know they're getting a lot of attention now, but like I saw that band live with mind force, um, in like a few months, I don't know. It was like in the fall. And that was like one of the most insane, like, like they're just like, you'll trip out when you see, I don't know, maybe it was just the venue, but it was like, they were so good. Like people were going insane, you know? Like they're for sure, man. They're I'm, a great I'm band. stoked to see that band. I'm stoked to see that band. I love, I love seeing bands do that kind of. I, this is gonna sound kind of uh, like a backhanded compliment, but I don't mean it that way. Yeah. Uh, that like fake power violence sound. No, you know that's I mean? yeah, for sure. Like I, it's so good. Like I, that that gun LP is awesome. I'm yeah. very excited to see them. I'm very excited to see Drain again. Um, the Flames Betrayal, the band that I'm in with Bailey, our first show was with uh, Drain, Gulch, Hands of God, and Invoke in Dang. 2019. <laughs> Dang. And uh, so it'll be it'll be really cool to to play with that band again and to see them again. They're one of my favorite hardcore bands going right now. Pain of Truth is amazing. Yeah. Probably the best like heavy band in my opinion out right now. So I'm I'm very excited for that show. Dude, yeah, that's what's up and um. That's a pretty crazy first show to play. Like Drain Gulch and Hands of God. That's that's pretty sick. That, sh- <laughs> that show was awesome. But seeing all those bands together was was an experience for sure. That's what's up. Um 
Yeah, and ingrown is a three piece too, which is like super cool. Like I didn't know that until they they came and they started playing, and I was like, so it makes it like even cooler, you know? Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous <laughs> that that sound comes out of three men. It's crazy. I know, I know. Or um, three people, I guess. Yeah. Well, dude, super stoked for you guys. Um, you know, to have those shows coming up, and also to be working on an LP. Um, that I already know will be awesome. Um. Yeah. Thank you. That's man. awesome, dude. Okay. Thank so you, man. I really appreciate it. We're on radio time. So I got to like, you know, I got to watch my time because I lose track of time really easily. For sure. <laughs> Just chopping it up. Same, same here. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about North Carolina. Um, I like for like four years of my life when I was really young from like age, maybe like four to eight, I lived in uh, Virginia, which was like I lived like right outside of Richmond and okay. I know that like people always talked about like Nags Head and the beach in North Carolina, but like we never went. Um, so I like, I've never been there. I don't know anything about North Carolina other than like sports. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Yeah. Did you grow, is that where you grew up? Uh, yeah, I was born in uh, Wilson, which is like 15, 20 minutes away from where I live. And I've lived in the same house pretty much since I was born other than when I went to college. Um, like I moved rooms once and that was the extent of my, of my moving other than college. So, yep. I've been, I've been a Johnston County, North Carolina boy my entire life. Dude, that's so cool. Where did you go to college at? Uh, I went to Eastern Carolina for my first year and then I transferred to, um, University of North Carolina at Greensboro and I went there for two years. Um, I took a break uh, during the pandemic just because going to school remote when you've never done it before was really hard for me uh, along with like everything else, you know, going stir crazy because yeah. there was nothing to do. Yeah. Um, and I haven't gone back yet, but I do, I do plan on going back probably to Greensboro and getting a, finishing my history and English degrees and hopefully teaching at some point. Dude, much respect to you. That's so cool. Um, so is that like the Tar Heels? Like you like University? Uh, the Tar Heels. The Tar Heels is UNC Chapel Hill. Uh, okay, UNC got Greensboro you. is uh, the Spartans. Okay, got you, got you. And then uh, Eastern Carolina is like a that's like a Division One like school, isn't it? Or oh yeah, okay. It, I don't know if it's Division One. I, I don't know. I don't know anything about sports. If I'm being honest, but yeah. Uh, I know for a fact they they're a, they're a big they're one of the one of the schools in North Carolina. Okay. Um, great great like band program, pretty good sports program. Uh, I was going for education, and they're like one of the top rated education schools on the East Coast. Uh, great a great school, a party school for sure, but a great school. <laughs> That's what's up. Um, so what was it like growing up in North Carolina? Like what you what did you do for fun? Um, when I was a kid, I would do, you know, the regular redneck stuff. I would go play <laughs> in the woods and like eat dirt and <laughs> just act like an idiot. Uh, I played sports when I was a kid, but it was never really my thing. Uh, yeah. I played basketball for a while. I played football and baseball for a while, but, uh, I was always into music and books and, uh, TV and movies and stuff like that. It was just always something that I felt I could, uh, I could relate to two things that were happening in my life and kind of make things make a little bit more sense. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, and it was, it was, it was music from the jump for sure. Um, like I said, my parents raised me on 
country and like the pop and rap that was raised on the radio. My dad was super into stuff like uh, Smashing Pumpkins and Alice in Chains and stuff like that. And I just got into other stuff from family members and eventually started reading like thank you lists and records and uh, reading through Wikipedia's and interviews to like see where they got their influence from. And it all just spiraled into, into where I'm at now. That's awesome. Do you play, do you play any instruments? Uh, Yeah, I have played guitar for like on and off for about 15 years. Um, I play bass in Flames of Betrayal. Um, I used to play saxophone when I was in high school. Um, Other than that, no, but, I, uh, I, I do play guitar every once in a while. <laughs> nice. And so did you, when did you start? Um, so 15 years. So that's like, you've been, you started playing guitar pretty young then, right? Yeah. Probably around when I was like five or six, I like got those like toy guitars that kids get and I would learn <laughs> like basic stuff. And, uh, I got my first real guitar when I was like eight, I think. And I would just learn like, Guns N' Roses songs yeah. and like Metallica songs and stuff like that. Those aren't easy to play. They're not. I was, <laughs> and I def, I probably couldn't even play them now, but it was, <laughs> I had no friends when I was a kid. So I, yeah, I just played all the time. That's awesome. Yeah. I got, I remember like learning uh bro him by Pennywise. That was the first song I learned on guitar. That's how like I learned how to play power chords and that's all that's I still sick. know how to play. <laughs> yeah. Very, very California. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool, dude. Like I, I always forget when I interview people from that aren't from here that they might have an accent and you totally have like a, you totally have an accent, which is really cool. See people from people from other places tell me that, but I, I guess just because I'm around like people with much thicker accents, I don't really think that I have one, but I, I can definitely see that I would have one from, from an outside point of view. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't, uh, yeah. I've interviewed like a lot of people from New York and stuff and like Hudson Valley and Long Island. And they're like, Hey, yo, like, got, like, the <laughs> and I'm like, Oh yeah, this person's from New York. They might talk differently. <laughs> um, but yeah, we don't get, we don't get accents out here in California, you know, <laughs> part, part of me envies you. <laughs> um, so Okay, this is probably like such a stupid question, but I'm gonna ask it anyways because you're you're a Carolina native. Like, let's go. What's the difference, or is there a difference between North Carolina and South Carolina? Like, I know that geographically, South Carolina is like right below North Carolina, but I feel like South Carolina just gets like kind of overshadowed. But that's just how I view it from like my own my own perception, you know. Um. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, South Carolina, South Carolina has its its positives and negatives, like like every other place. It's um, it's definitely outside of like the big cities, much more um, rural than not much more rural than North Carolina, but like like the town that I live in is like very rural, like cornfields, few houses, stuff like that, and that's how most of South Carolina is. Um, Myrtle Beach is. Uh, very fun to visit once every few years. Other than, if you go more more than that, you kind of get tired of it. Um, I enjoy South Carolina if I go to the right places and I'm with the right people. But I'm a I'm def I'm obviously partial to North Carolina. For sure, yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, so you said you're not you're not big into sports, so you're you're probably not like a Panthers, Hornets, or Hurricanes fan, then, right? Um, not really. I. Uh, 
I guess I am in the way that anyone from anywhere is like, like wants their people to succeed, I guess. But I don't like, I would be fronting if I said that I like follow <laughs> sports at all. I am named after Michael Jordan though. So I'll, I'll take that. Are you serious? Absolutely. Dude, you're goaded from birth, man. <laughs> <laughs> or set up for failure. That's so sick. That's super cool. Shout out to your, your parents, dude. <laughs> for real. Um, yeah, I'm named after Matt Dillon, the actor, but that's, that's, that's sick. It is pretty sick. I mean, he was my mom's favorite. So like uh drugstore cowboy was like her favorite movie and she just loved Matt Dillon. So, um, yeah, I think it's pretty cool, you know, but yeah, dude, that's dope. Yeah. The freaking air Jordan, <laughs> the goat, the goat right on, man. Well, thanks for, yeah. Thanks for giving me some context on, on North Carolina. Um, yeah, the singer of magnitude came out like, I can't remember what show I saw them at, but he was rocking a Julius Peppers Panthers Jersey. And I was like, I know I was like, damn, that's hard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, magnitude's a great band. They're so awesome. Uh, my first hardcore show actually was, was their first show. Uh, when I was like 17, it was, uh, I missed the magnitude set because I rode with the other guitar player from my band Puffle and he uh, is not good at getting anywhere on time. <laughs> so we missed magnitude, but it was them, Elegy, Scourge, Time Walk, Captain Line and I not Captain Line, Line of Sight and I think one more band that I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, that show was amazing. Magnitude is awesome. They're yeah. so much fun to see, especially in North Carolina. I bet, man. Yeah, shout, Line, of, Line of Sight's a great band, too. Awesome band. I'm pretty sure they covered No Spiritual Surrender at that show, which was dude, awesome. Epic. <laughs> what a, dude, yeah, any any Inside Out cover at a freaking at a show is is always is always epic. Um, always the move. For sure. Yeah, I saw uh, One Step Closer. They came out here like in 2019 to play Sound and Fury, and they, they started their set with... Uh, Burning Fight. Burning Fight, yeah. And yep. it, it, and then they like finished their set with it too. It was so sick. Yep. <laughs> I I saw them at the um the Have Heart reunions in uh Worcester, and they did they did it there too. It was awesome. I've never seen a room go off like that yeah. other than when Have Heart played. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what about um like North Carolina hardcore? Um, n- maybe not so much historically because people already know what's up with that. But, um, so my friend sent me no longer at ease. Um, I don't know if it's like their demo, um, whatever, if it, or maybe it's like an EP, whatever that record out they Mm -hmm. have is, um, my friend sent me that like months ago and was like, yo, you probably like this. Cause you know, he said, he said, I think he made like a sinking ships comparison or something. And I was like, I that. yeah, I think that's maybe like sinking ships and other band, but I was all over it when I heard that, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah. They're, they are so sick. Um, obviously magnitude awesome is band. a great band. Um, but yeah, I kind of just want to get your take on like North Carolina hardcore, like in your region where you're at, um, kind of like what makes it cool what bands should we look out for for sure uh i think north carolina hardcore is in the healthiest spot it's been in since i've started going to shows for sure like um there's eyes wide shut that i mentioned earlier um and then some of the members of that band are in a band called 13th um that is also incredible um there's a band called rapid fire who's super new um their their demos coming out i think in february if i got the if i got the month right 
um, like breakdown mental kind of vibe. Nice. Um, uh, there's a band called Fever Strike from here that's really cool. Uh, Snapcase kind of like that era sound. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of bands in North Carolina now, which is crazy because like before, like when Fading Signal started, there were no like quote unquote like traditional hardcore bands that played hardcore shows really. Like there was Magnitude, but even then Magnitude wasn't really playing North Carolina that much around then. They were they were doing like fests and big tours and stuff, which yeah. can't really fault them for. I would have probably been doing the same thing. But uh, now we have No Longer at Ease, which is uh, Puffles in that band. Um, all those dudes are awesome. I love that EP. It's incredible. Um, I'm trying to think if there are any more that I'm missing off the top of my head. Um, Flames of Betrayal, I mentioned earlier. Um, if you're into like Prayer for Cleansing, Undying, Archangel type like metalcore. Yeah. Um, a Knife in the Dark is really good. Um, they're a straight edge like metalcore band, Advent, uh, Turmoil kind of sound. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. The shows recently have been amazing. A bunch of like young, young kids coming out and really putting on and like supporting everyone. It's it's awesome to see. Yeah, that's that's super sick. Okay, I'm just going to ask this question now so I, before I forget. Um, is there uh... – Cause I want to ask about like, like if you guys have like DIY venues or like, like normal spots for shows. But I first want to ask before I forget. So are there like fading signal pileups yet? I really hope there are. Uh, there've been a few at, okay. um, at pretty, at pretty much every show we've played, uh, the, the like last part of staring at the sun usually gets a, a good amount of people singing along. Like at the last show we played, which was the, um, the Flames of Betrayal record release in early December, there was a, a massive pile on for that part, which is crazy to me because like <laughs> North Carolina in the time that I've been going, isn't really a pile on state. We're more of a, a beat em up like mosh state. Yeah. So seeing kids, seeing kids like really get up front and sing along and it's not even just for us. Like they do it for plenty of bands. Now it's, it's, it warms my heart for real. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, because I guess like out here, it's more of like two steps and stage dives and pile ups. There's always like that, you know, beat down attitude at some depending on the band. But um, for sure, you know, but um, I should maybe not beat down is not the right word, but you know what I mean? Just like referencing yeah, what, you what you said. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just like every time I listen to to uh, especially how the wind got its chill, like I just like picturing this epic freaking pile up at the end, you know? I, I appreciate it, man. We uh, we we got a really good pile up for that at um, our record release for long ago and far away. I uh, I actually to go back to country music. I I like to quote uh, songs or like poems or just anything I can think of that I think relates to the songs when I'm when we're playing. So like right before the build up and breakdown in that song, I quoted a Toby Keith song, and everyone lost their minds and everyone piled up and sang along for that part. And it was the it was one of the coolest experiences of my life. Dude, that's so sick. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, do you guys, is there like, um, any like really cool like spots like that are, that shows are regularly, regularly happening at, um, you guys are playing at? Uh, yeah, we've done a few shows at a place called uh, Skylark Social Club, which is in Charlotte. Um, we played with Crown of Thorns there, which was really cool. Nice. Um, and then our first show back from quarantine and our record release show were there. 
Um, there's a place called Culture Lounge in uh, Greensboro uh, where like the bands play. They have like a big back lounge area and all the bands play. And it's just a really cool like atmosphere. Um, there's local 506 in Chapel Hill, which is really sick. Um, the only problem is Raleigh and like the whole like 919 area right now doesn't have that many venues anymore. A lot of them shut down over COVID. So we're trying to to find new places and get back in with old places, but there's definitely a few venues that are, that are keeping it alive. That's awesome. That's like, that's such a awesome thing about hardcore is like, you don't, you don't need like a crazy venue with a stage and a barricade and a whole like crazy sound set up and everything, you know, it's kind of like if you can come to an agreement with the people that own the space, you know, and like tell them what you're going to do, pay them, get a PA, and like, you know, if you, you can make it happen and you don't really, you know, I mean, you don't need a stage, you know, <laughs> you don't need yeah. like, which is so There's cool. a will, there's a way. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We got a, uh, so this, sh- this radio station is like right north of a place called Oxnard, which is like home of Nardcore and right, you know, right. I'm sure you kind of maybe heard about it. Um, I'm familiar. Yeah. Like Ill Repute and Dr. No and all those bands and stuff. Absolutely. And Dead Heat. Dead Heat, those are the yep. those are the homies. They're you know from right there. But we gotta like been doing shows at this. It's like literally like a ballet recital room, and there's like wood floors and mirrors on both sides, and like this That's little so dude. It is sick. Like the first time went to a show there. I think it was one of the probably the first like hardcore show there. We were all kind of like, whoa, like this. Hopefully it it works, you know, because yeah. Um, and yeah, that's just something I love about it. Like we had a show there with Spy um, and Initiate recently, and then in two weeks, Rob Brigade and Odd Man Out are playing. Um, that's awesome. Playing that little space, and it's like small, so it's probably going to be pretty wild. Um, I hope it happens. But I hope so. Robert Rob Brigade is sick. I saw that band uh, at This Is Hardcore 2018, and they blew me away. They're so good. Yeah. No, they. They're, they are so good. And, you know, my friends who, who like, booked the show was, like, you know, they wanted to play Oxnard. Like, they were, like, and it's, like, their first California, time in California, and they wanted to play Oxnard. So, we're like, that's awesome. yeah, it's going to sell out at the door in, like, two seconds. But it'll, yep. it'll be sick, though. Um, right on. Well, thanks for, you know, thanks for dropping all those, all those names of North Carolina bands because people will definitely be able to just hear that and, and check all those bands out. Um so, so I want to ask you a little bit more about like your personal history. Um, I really try to like, cause I feel like so many interviews are like, how'd you get into hardcore? You know, <laughs> like, right. And yeah. I, I really try to like navigate the whole thing. So it's not just about that, but it's always an interesting question because for sure, you know, everyone's story is different. Yeah. And like nine, nine out of 10 people are not even going to know what hardcore is. And if they think they know what it is, they think it's like something that it's not, you know, um, Gener- generally, yeah. generally, yeah, generally. So it takes, I feel like it takes something in someone to be drawn and connected to the music. And I'm always interested to know like how, how, you know, how did that happen? So if you want to talk a little bit about like, how that happened for you for sure um i actually remember very vividly the the day that i like got into hardcore i guess um i was on a a trip with my family and i i was always the kid that like 
kept the headphones in all the time and yep. was listening was listening to music or watching something or something like that. And uh, I was super into metal when I was younger. Uh, I still am. I love metal, but it was my favorite thing when I was a kid. And uh, I was probably around 14, and I had seen uh, the cover for Unsilent Death by Nails all over <laughs> the internet, and it just it it drew me in. And I listened to I listened to that, and I was blown away, obviously. And somehow I I got from that to listening to um, Songs to Scream at the Sun by Have Heart. And that record made such an impact on me as a, as you know, a kid that was not into a lot of the same stuff other people were and a kid who was not into drinking or anything at the time. I, I remember hearing the song Boston's for the first time. And hearing the lyric, uh, a son who took back what the bottle stole, and it goes right into that epic breakdown part, like, yeah. I was hooked, I was in. And for me, like, the the big bands for me when I was getting into hardcore were Nailed and Have Heart, like I said, and then uh, Trapped Under Ice and Cruel Hand were the other two really big ones for me. Um, I still love both of those bands. Big yep. Kiss Good Night is my favorite <laughs> hardcore album of the 2010s. Like, yeah, I think Justice is one of the best lyricists in hardcore. I think that band defies all logic because they should not be able to pull off the sound that they do, but they do so well. Yep. It, I, and then, um, there aren't really a lot of people in like my home area that are into hardcore because it's just such a like rural area. It doesn't really reach here very much. So I got just by osmosis of like the kids that I was around that liked the closest thing. I got super into like, Warped Tour metalcore and stuff when I was a teenager and I was in a couple metalcore bands and uh, I listened to all that kind of stuff and it was I still enjoy a lot of those bands actually like for nostalgia or just on the merit of it but I uh, I eventually from that I got more into like uh, 18 Visions, Coalesce, Burn yeah. It Down like that kind of um, realm and kind of worked my way back around to hardcore and I was listening to hardcore through the whole time but it, I wasn't what I would call a hardcore kid. You know what I mean? Like I would sure I would listen to ceremony and American nightmare every once in a while, but I was, I was wearing studded belts and had two toned hair. And I was, <laughs> I was, I was all about some, some 18 visions. That was, yeah, I dude. still love that band, but <laughs> yeah. they, they were my favorite band for a long time. No respect, dude. I, I don't think like I ever, I, I was never a hardcore kid. I was like a street punk kid for sure. If anything, like That's dope, there was a huge street punk scene where I grew up. We had a little venue called the Showcase Theater, and it was like, I mean, it's it's a legendary venue. It was like a ten oh, minute, yeah. ten minute skate from my house, so I was super super like blessed to have that. Um, but yeah, dude, I was all about the you know like all about street punk and you know dyed hair and studs and like all that you know drinking forties and like that, yeah. that that was like my jam, dude. Um, and I, I still like that we were both into dyed hair and studs, but for completely different reasons. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, and, and I still love that music today too. Like they're throwing a fest out here in LA, um, Corrupted Youth Fest, and it's got like all my favorite street punk bands from when I was younger, like Defiance and Cheap Sex and The Virus yeah. and like it's so cool. I saw but the, I saw the the flyer for that show. It looks it looks crazy. Yeah, it it's, like it's a, gonna be really fun. It's a cool lineup, dude. And um so this is so cool. Like nails, the way that you found nails, um, is really cool. That's a great record. Obviously nails is a 
amazing band, um, especially out here in California. They're they're worship. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, <laughs> um, as but, they should be. Yeah, but to go from nails to have heart, you know, it's a very different sound. But that's so cool, dude. Like, songs to scream of the sun came out when I was a junior in high school, I think, and um, obviously, like the things we carry had already made an impact on me and. Um, for sure. And then everyone was like the, the anticipation for have hearts second record was like insane. Like it was like, and then when it finally came out, a lot of people at first were like, Whoa, like this, you know, cause it sounds pretty different than their first one. For sure. I mean, um, but you know, I had the vinyl and like, I listened to it all the time and I just, you know, yeah, that, that, that record is incredible. That band is incredible, obviously. Um, Absolutely. And then Cruel Hand. So I've seen Cruel Hand a bunch, but I saw Cruel Hand when I was in high school. This was like 06, maybe. They were on tour with Trash Talk. And Trash Talk had just, or maybe it was 07, because Trash Talk had just uh, put out Plagues. And so, like, old Trash Talk shows were like Walking Disease and Plagues. That's all they had to play. And so, like, that was one of the crazy, it was like on a Wednesday night, and it was like uh, Trash Talk and Cruel Hand. And that was like one of the sickest shows I've ever been to, dude. Like, cruel. I, I can imagine. Yeah, Cruel Hand is such a good band. Like, awesome, awesome. Yeah, band. underrated now. I. Think. I was gonna say now underrated. Like, not as at that time they were really well known, but um, that's such a cool mention. And and obviously, yeah, Trapped Under Ice, goat status Incredible for band. sure. Um, Trash you, talk also. Like specifically, I'm glad that you specifically name dropped Walking Disease because that record is amazing in my opinion like front to back every riff every word every piece of feedback that record is perfect it is perfect i don't know what what do we got to do to get it on spotify man <laughs> i got no idea man i've been i've been praying for as long as i can remember that it would get there but dude i'm we'll just see. yeah i'm so it's so funny that they don't have it on spotify but i guess it kind of makes sense but yeah dude walking i mean the fyra worthless nights intro like R ridiculous and just like like lyrically that song to me when I was like an angry teenager was just like, it was so like, I'm pretty sure that was like my MySpace bio, like just like the lyrics as to it, that. <laughs> that song. As it should be. And people were like, are you okay? Like, is everything okay? <laughs> and, and you're like, no, <laughs> everything sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But just that intro is just like the drums and just like, it's just, yeah. Great band. Um, For sure. Definitely, like, and I know we we texted and talked about this, but it's funny when I heard, I think, like, I caught it and internalized at first um, and was like, oh, this sounds like the song Walking Disease. Like, there's a part in Internalized the, um, that I was like, oh, that sounds like, like, the fading, like, or that sounds like Walking Disease, you know? And then, That's um, so sick. Yeah, dude. And then, because I was like running and I just heard it. And then I, I think I like the next day I heard, like the I listened to the end part of um, how the wind got its chill, and I was like, dude, that's freaking Sacramento is dead. Like it says, you know, because <laughs> like that's exactly how Sacramento is dead. You know, like the drop on that kicks off like in the same way. So def sure. definitely hear that in Fading Signal. Um, which is crazy because I mean. The other members like Trash Talk, but I wouldn't. I don't think they're influenced by them really. Um, it's more of a. I guess it just kind of happened. But I'm glad that you can hear that because that's. I mean, not a band I'm ever going to complain about being compared to. Yeah, and Trash Talk is such a funny band. Like 
because of how they progressed and you know what they what they became and 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 like you know signing to odd future and like you know the babylon clothing company got so huge and and that's like really what lee does now and like i have nothing but respect for that like he's getting money like what they do for the community in la is like insane um but there's a lot of haters dude they're like and then i'm like i'm like okay hold on but remember like after walking disease or after plagues Trash Talk started their own label and did 119 like on their own. You know what I mean? Like yep. they 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 broke away from like whatever like Death Wish or whatever they were on and they did that Malfunction, I think. Yeah, Malfunction. And they did that entire record by themselves and they were like proud of it, you know? And like I think and they people should be. It's an incredible record. Dude, it's so good. Yeah, and I think people like often overlook that, you know? For sure. I think people overlook their LPs in general, but and like I know that it's kind of a, a big take right now that like trash talk doesn't have tracks or whatever. But I think that I think that all of their LPs are awesome. Like they're it's just pissed off, fast, angry hardcore. Like I don't really see how anyone who likes hardcore can dislike it unless they just want to be a hater. Which yeah. is fine. Do what you <laughs> want. Sure. Yeah. Dude, I mean the EP they put out last year whenever that was was great that was like a straight up that was like a straight up hardcore ep you know yep no frills just straight ahead just hardcore it's so good yeah well thanks for thanks for talking trash talk with me i appreciate that for sure Um, always down for sure so let's talk about fading signal um so i wanted to know if you got the name for the band from the hope conspiracy song we absolutely did okay Um, cool respect I don't, I don't think many people have picked up on it um a couple people have mentioned it but i don't think it's something that people cause it's not a big hope conspiracy song no it's not even like it's not even one of the best hope conspiracy songs i like it a lot but it's not like compared to some of their other stuff stuff like like blood across the wire yeah per se, or something like that but it's that song is awesome first of all and i just thought fading signal was such a cool name for a band and it was it hadn't been used uh, we originally were going to go with uh, Dream Long Dead, which is a, a Godflesh song. Nice. And I, part of me kind of wishes we had just because I really want to be in a band with that name. But I think <laughs> Fading Signal really, I think the name helped us a lot. Because it's like, I don't know, there, it, there's just something pleasing about the way it uh, it rolls off the tongue. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it's a I think it's a great name for a band. I'm a Hope Conspiracy yeah. fan, so I kind of like thought that. Um when I first saw it, but no, I think it's great. Um, super sick band name. So Thank the, you, de- so the demo. So, okay. So how did you guys start? Like, how did the band come together? Cause I know your demo came out 2020. So like kind of, when did, did you, when exactly did you get together and like start jamming and stuff? Uh, we started writing in September, I think of 2019. Um, our guitar player, Popple and I had gone up to, to Worcester for those have heart shows and just seeing the way that that band like affected people. We, we just really wanted to be, to start a band that we thought could, you know, like resonate with people. And uh, when we started, I was trying to do a band that sounded like American nightmare and Puffle was trying to do a band that sounded like turning point. So we kind of tried to meet in the middle. And uh, as we started like getting other members and stuff, it just morphed and changed. And, uh, the demo is definitely different from our other stuff. Um, it's much more, um, it's super influenced by ceremony. It's super fast, a lot of blast beats, a lot of 
breakdowns, super short songs. Um, I like it. I think the music is really cool. I'm not proud of my lyrics on it at all. Uh, I would gladly go back and change it all if I could. But <laughs> we uh, we started writing songs. And when we started, we had like a bunch of different songs that had different uh, vibes. Like we had the songs on the EP and then we had like an intro that kind of sounded like Integrity which is uh, actually the breakdown in Wasting Words uh, is the riff from that intro, and we just repurposed it. Um, nice. And then we had, like, we had a song that sounded like Ink and Dagger. We had a song that sounded like straight up, like trash talk. Um, like, we, we didn't really know what we wanted to do. We were just kind of doing it for the fun of it. And uh, over COVID, we obviously had time to, like, to actually sit down and, and write and uh, – we just wanted to go for a more like straightforward kind of hardcore sound uh, more in line with like the, the AN Riper Gate stuff that I was trying to do at first, um, which works because Puffle's super into like youth crew stuff. Um, he's ironically not into American nightmare, like at all. He <laughs> thinks they're like the most overrated band of all time, <laughs> but uh, bridge nine, he, bridge nine freaking hall of fame, dude. <laughs> the best, the best hardcore band we could, we can do a whole separate episode American Nightmare if you want to because I have thought but um it I'm I'm really proud with how it's turned out and then we switched members around a little bit more um Bailey that plays guitar now used to be in a band called Fool's Game from uh I think they might still be around actually but they're like a Pennsylvania band kind of same like straightforward kind of New York hardcore-y kind of sound um he used to play guitar in a metalcore band called Shame Spiral um and he's been one of my best friends for the longest time he's an insane musician he can do literally anything if you give him enough time uh so we just we wanted to we definitely wanted to do something different for the second ep um and we kind of ratcheted up the heavy a little bit and i enjoy it uh we're definitely going to keep those influences but we also have some some different stuff cooking for the lp which i'm very excited for for sure, man. You, yeah, I mean, you guys nailed nailed the sound for sure, and I could see the progression from the demo too, and like into the last EP. Um, but you guys nailed the sound for sure. Like it's. Thank you, man. I yeah, appreciate. I'm that. not just saying that. Like I, I really mean that. Like there's so much hardcore out right now, which is a which is an amazing thing, but there's also like it's like so much that I'm like, okay, I'm gonna find something that I really like, and I'm gonna like listen to that like on repeat because that's what I like to do and like out of all, all the stuff that I've that's come my way and I've listened to and people have shown me like fading signals been on repeat for me for like months and I just I listen to it every day it's, it's that that means yeah. the world to me man like you surely don't know yeah it's like the best 20 or 18 minutes of my day most of the time <laughs> um, I love to hear that yeah for sure dude um so Nothing feels good anymore. Can't, okay, sorry, backtrack. Did you guys play? Did you guys play a show before the pandemic happened? Uh, yeah, our first two shows were before the pandemic. Uh, we played a show in Raleigh with um, a band called Freeze from Pennsylvania, and a few more local bands. And then uh, our second show was at a place called Fantasy Ultra Lounge in Greensboro. That's like the size of a broom closet. Yes, uh, with, awesome. It was us magnitude sect and a band called infiltrate from here and i think the burning wind also which is another great band they're not around anymore they actually turned into a knife in the dark but um <laughs> yeah that, that show was incredible 
That's awesome. That's yeah, that's cool. You guys got to play before the pandemic because so many bands came out during the pandemic, which were great bands, but didn't play a show together. So that's cool that you guys yeah. like came together, wrote some music, played some shows, and then the world shut down. But you're like, OK, we have this thing and we have it started and now we can build from here, you know? Um, yeah, for sure. So Nothing Feels Good Anymore is like the sickest name of a record ever. Like, because <laughs> I, I, I mean, dude, like lyrically, I relate to like every single word. I mean, like in my own way. Um, and that's just a, that's just a, such a sick name for a record, you know? Um, so, and you guys, but you, like, how did that process go? Did you guys record, like, record that on your own and put that out on your own uh yeah we we recorded it with uh jeremy white at uh at his studio the hammering process um he's he records like all the north carolina bands right now and he's a he's an incredible producer incredible guitar player great dude um we wrote and recorded nothing feels good anymore did it there and just as soon as we had the masters we put it out and uh it got a little bit of traction and Bert from safe inside uh, got up with us and we originally were going to do a tape for it on safe inside. And we ended up doing a cop tape of um, that record and the demo uh, called year zero that came out in 2020 or early 2021, I guess. Um, and we've just been, we've been team safe inside ever since. That's what's up. Um, okay. Is I, I, I get the, the EPs mixed up cause I just listened to them all in a row. So is that is nothing feels good anymore. I think has the song where you say you're, you say, um, like you staring at the sun, uh, for days and that food has food has started to lost, lose its taste. Right. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's like, did you write that about losing taste? with any idea that COVID was going to cause people to lose their taste? Um, not intentionally. It definitely, <laughs> That's a stupid it, question. It, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's not stupid at all. It completely makes sense. And I've thought about the same thing since. And I was like, man, that might, that might come across a little contrived, but, uh, no, it's just, I, I actually had written, uh, those lyrics before COVID was a thing. Um, nice. when I, when I write lyrics, I usually just, um, I like kind of imagine a song in my head and write to it and then just rearrange it as it comes along. And I had had the lyrics for, I had most of the lyrics for the entire EP in some way or another um, for around probably three or four months before we even started talking about uh, writing new music. So That's awesome. Um, and then, so, and then long ago and far away, um, came out on safe inside. That's so cool yes. that you got in touch with Bert. I've interviewed Bert on here before. Uh, and He's was a man. Yeah, dude, it was a really great interview. Um, obviously Bert was in, uh, built to last, which was a huge San Diego hardcore band back in For the sure. day. Um, but so yeah, like is, there, have you guys done any physical copies of, of that EP yet? Uh, we haven't, but we should be announcing physicals soon. Um, we're doing a tape and a flexi for that. Um, and also, uh, we're doing seven inches for Nothing Feels Good Anymore with Force of Reckoning Records out of North Carolina, which is run by my friend Matt, who uh, actually played guitar on that record. Um, we just wanted to get something pressed on vinyl, so he's doing that for us. But yeah, Safe Inside is, 
we're going to drop a shirt soon. And then um, another shirt, a flexi and a tape will be coming out uh, very soon. Pre-orders sometime in the next couple weeks should be. Dude, sick. I'll cop cop all that for sure and the tradition i appreciate it yeah the tradition of the show is uh if you have any old tapes laying around or if you don't have a tape then just something um you have to autograph it and and if anyone in your band wants to and then send it to the radio station and i'll pay for shipping you know if you want if it's too much but i can get i can get i can get that done yeah that's the tradition i've got tons of tapes and all kinds of cool stuff from bands in the studio um I'm just, down. Let's you know, do it. autographed and, um, yeah, whatever. So keep that in mind. Um, okay. Let me see the, Oh dang, it's five. See what I mean? It's like last time I looked yep. at the clock, it was four forty three. <laughs> yep. Okay. So I definitely want to cover, um, some like lyrical, just like, so sonically, obviously like the, the EPs are, are fast. They're hard. Definitely the heavier, like, not like heavy, but you know, the, yeah, I know what you mean. More breakdowns in in the second EP, um, which fit you know perfectly. Um, and lyrically, like there is some definite. Let me say vulnerability for one, and when I got into hardcore, I was like really brokenhearted for a lot of reasons. You know, girl, a girl for sure. And then just other things going on in my life that I was struggling sure. with. And, you know, like Violence Violence was one of the first records that I listened to when I was in that state of mind or that state of feeling that it like had an impact on me, you know. Um, For sure, man. And Walking Disease, too, you know. And yeah. um, so when I listen to Fading Signal, I'm like, I'm, I remember like the first time I really stopped and I'm like, dude, I haven't heard like raw emotion like this that's like very clear and straight to the point in a long time you know um so if you want to just talk a little bit about like your inspiration or you know where you pulled where you pulled that from for writing the lyrics really on both records but if any songs in particular or anything you know if you don't mind talking about that uh for sure um nothing feels good anymore pretty much entirely is about uh one person who um was a very important person to me that's not in my life anymore. Um, it it just triggered a bad, bad time in my life. And it wasn't just because of that. There were obviously other factors, but uh, stupid kids will do what stupid kids do and blame it all on the on the relationship ending. Um, words so are I just, just wrote... words and kids are just kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, um, it was definitely a very uh, cathartic, thing for me um there's there's a lot of uh very specific references to things about that person and uh, about things in our relationship throughout that record that only me and and them would know about um but i uh i just i've always connected with lyricists who um can write about something very specific and very personal but make it relatable yes um, west west from american nightmare is obviously a big a big influence on me uh, background music was one of the records that kind of helped me process the the feelings I was having through that entire time period of my life. And um, I think it's pretty pretty clear that I'm very influenced by that band. Uh, it's them and, and blacklisted for me when it comes to, to lyrics. I think those I think George and Wes are the two best lyricists in hardcore 
of all time, in my opinion, at least. And they both have this ability to be very, very granular and specific, but word it in a way that anyone can um, can relate to it. And I was actually listening to a, an interview with Dominic from True Love uh, a little bit ago, and he mentions uh, in his lyrics he never uses um, pronouns at all, like never genders anything. And that's something I definitely kept in mind. Like I didn't want to. I didn't want to just like say like, Oh, this girl or her or yeah. whatever, because then it's, then it's much more of a specific um, experience. You know what I mean? I wanted to, I wanted it to be something that anyone could relate to and could, could find some solace in, you know what I mean? And the fact that people have is amazing to me and very humbling. It makes me very happy. Um, and then long ago and far away, uh, the first song wasting words is much more in the style of, nothing feels good anymore lyrically um it's about the same person because they apparently heard the record told a mutual friend and had them <laughs> tell me what they thought of it and i just thought that was uh not cool so don't waste I your words to... on me <laughs> yeah, pre pre precisely um so hard so i just i wanted i wanted to say my piece and be done with it and wish them well and let it go so what's up and, they didn't uh, like it or what they they liked it like I, they thought they said it was uh an honor to have songs written about them, but it hurt that they were so angry, which is confusing <laughs> to me because nothing, the one angry song on nothing feels good anymore is about a friend of mine that uh, did some very wrong things to me and not even about them. So that was very yeah. confusing. So I was like, well, I mean, if, if you're going to internalize it as angry anyway, I guess I might as well. let it out. But yeah, I just wanted to, I kind of just, I thought that like put a good cap on, on nothing feels good anymore. Yeah. And uh, the other two songs are much more, personally about me um internalized is about uh my issues with social anxiety and um never knowing how to like actually be in a group setting the 100 percent right way and how much it stresses me out um and palm reader uh is about people who try to help people when they haven't been through the same things those people have or yeah. uh, stuff like that uh it's all very personal. The last two songs on the on the new EP are definitely different, but I feel like I feel like they they have the same vibe, just in a different uh, on different topics, I guess. Yeah, dude, dude, thank you so much for for going into that and um and sharing that. I uh, for sure, man. Yeah, well, I'll say like on. I just love to like. Um, trying to think of the how the wind got its chill how it stops and it, it's um I, if i could i'd burn down every inch of the city uh because of you downtown is dead to me that's what it is right that, that's pretty it, much yeah. dude that's like that's like the, when i heard that i was like this is like hardcore that i love that i haven't heard in a long time you know just like like it means a lot man exactly like you said like very personal but like you know putting putting it in a song so you know, someone can hear it and be like, and, and relate to it. And then, yeah, you know, thanks for sharing about social anxiety and that stuff. I mean, you know, I, I love the line, like, I won't let anyone in, um, shed my skin, start again. And then I could just break. Yep. It's so hard, dude, the whole song, but yeah, like I won't let anyone in. I, I, I relate to that so much in my own way. And, um, I, I, I don't know, like when I'm listening to the, to the, to the songs, I hear a different line every day that 
describes like how I'm feeling or, or what I'm going through. And, um, and then it means a lot to me, man. Yeah, dude. Like I texted someone last week, um, I'll burn in hell forever. Um, before I let, what is it? Before I let the fire, of I'll sh- burn in hell forever. Bef- I'll burn in hell forever before the fire of shame, shame touches my soul. Yeah. I texted that to somebody the other day who like, doesn't even know what hardcore is. And they were, <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, Oh my God, that's so good. And, um, <laughs> I quoted it though. Don't trip. I didn't take credit for it. <laughs> but, take credit um, <laughs> for it. I don't care. Uh, actually, so two things about that song, real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the "Shed My Skin and Start Again" line is a life of agony rip, and someone has like, I I heard this secondhand, but someone uh, said something about me ripping it and saying it was whack, and they don't understand why I rip stuff. And I was like, every every artist you like, every it. artist, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's what you do. Yeah. Uh, and then the Albert and Hell line uh, actually comes from uh, Jewish mystic philosophy. Uh, there's a there's some documentary I can't remember what it's called, but there's a part where a rabbi is talking about uh, how uh, there's not a hell in Judaism, and that the only fire that the human soul can burn in is shame. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, "Yep, I'm, I'm using that." That's that's so sick, dude. I yeah. Thank you for thank you for giving that background i love i love to interview people about songs and music that i love because then i get to know more about it like i interviewed jeremy from fury and we like broke down the entire paramount record and i was like so honored that's to so do, sick dude because I, I love yeah, i love that yeah i was so honored that he did that with me because it, it meant a lot but um yeah so thank you for sharing that um unfortunately we're out of time for um, sure i appreciate it a lot this interview. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, everyone listening on radio, uh, this interview will be up on Spotify and all those places in a few hours. So you can um, just go to yourlifeinamerica.com and there's a link or search YLIA Community Radio on Spotify. Um, last things, if you have any shout outs you want to give or, you know, bands you're listening to right now, um, go for it. All right. Uh, everyone listening to this should listen to Chemical Fix, Take It to Heart. Time and Pressure, No Longer at Ease, Rapid Fire, Roseblood, 13th, Eyes Wide Shut. Um, there's bound to be more. I don't want to miss anyone. <laughs> uh, Knife in the Dark, uh, Hesitate, Gel, Pummel, uh, Fixation, Drowse. Uh, and there's bound to be more, but that's all I got <laughs> without, without taking the entire rest of your night to talk about no, it. No worries. Rest in peace, time and pressure and, and chemical. That's that's a fact. (laughs) And, um, chemical fix came with the album of the year with an album of the year candidate too. My favorite hardcore record of 2020, uh, 2021 easily. Yeah. They're coming. They're going to be on the show soon. It's planned. So let's go. That's sick. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Jordy. Thanks again, man. I hope you have a good rest of your evening. Uh, take care and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, man. Have a good night. All right. Peace. Later, man. This playlist was made by Jordy, the frontman of Fading Signal. It features Hey Now by Oasis, Black Car by Spice, Internalized by Fading Signal, Dark Driving by Caven, and Midnight in, in ugh, Midnight in Montgomery by Alan Jackson, and then Back in '84 by The Gods Ceremony. <laughs>
Midnight in Montgomery, Silver Eagle, Lonely Road. Was on my way to Mobile for a big New Year's Eve show. Stop for just a minute, see a friend outside of town. With my collar up, I found his name. Felt the wind died down in a drunk man in a cowboy hat Took me by surprise Wearing shiny boots, a nudie suit And haunted, haunted eyes He said, friend, it's good to see you It's nice to know you care Then the wind picked up, he was gone Was he ever really there? Cause it's midnight in Montgomery Just hear that whippoorwill See the stars light up the purple sky Feel that lonesome chill Cause when the wind is right to Night in Montgomery, he's always singing there. I climb back on that eagle, one last look around. Red tail lights, shadow moves slow. And off somewhere a midnight train slowly passing by I could hear that whistle long I'm so lonesome I could cry Cause it's midnight in Montgomery Just hear that whippoorwill See the stars Hank's always singing there.